14. St. John 14, very familiar scripture. <clears throat> Everybody that knows it probably knows what I'm going to preach. Hey Amen. I don't, but y'all might. Hey Amen. I thought about if we ain't careful, we've got too big to sing. It's a little light of mine. Hey Amen. We need to come back as a little child. Amen. And with a forgiving heart, do away with some of our store-bought knowledge, some of the things that we've got. Amen. And let God come back into our life. 14th chapter of John, about 12th verse, I guess. Start reading, I thought. Preach Wednesday night a short message, 25, 6 minutes on manifest and how we manifest ourselves into the conscience of man. You know, there's nothing like Sunday morning, Sabbath day, but a Wednesday night service will do you good once in a while. Just come on back. Just come on back. A midweek service, amen, may help us to be a little closer to the Lord. God's given me this message. I'm sure, I'm sure that. 12th verse of the 14th chapter of John. I, I just want to preach on a, another comforter, another comforter that God has given us. Boy, he's been good to us. Very, very, I say unto you that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do because I go to my Father. Amen. So there's something we can do. I remember a deacon in a church over around Elkin, and he said, Surely you don't lay your hands on nobody. I said, surely I do if I ask me. Amen. Glory to God. I ain't afraid to. I ain't God, but I'm one of his children. Amen. And we've got power that we've not used, that we've let go by, that we've not let God use us the way he'd like to use us. And he said, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do 
that the Father might be glorified in the Son. That the Father might be glorified in the Son. But teaching on Son uh, there this morning about Titus and Timothy being sons of Paul, and they were sons of Almighty God. What an honor it is to be called a son of God, and what an honor it was for my first pastor to call me son. What an honor it was to be recognized into the family of Almighty God. You know, what a what an honor it is for our daddies, amen, to recognize us as sons and to be proud of them. I wasn't much to be proud of as I <coughs> as I growed up. Amen. Wasn't much to be proud of. Amen. But when I got saved and they called me son, glory to God, I know that I'd, I'd honored, I'd been honored. I'd moved up a little bit of step that I wasn't just an ordinary person. I was a son of the living God. And he said, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, 14th verse, he said, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments. That's how I know. People call us judge. They say, don't judge me. But he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Maybe somewhere along the line, you said, I believe. I believe in God. Maybe join the church. But are we still trying to keep the commandments of God? Are we still trying to satisfy flesh? To lift flesh up? Glory to God. I got some in this week that uh, that a man can't give you it come down from God and I praise I praise his holy, holy name for it he said I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever another comforter that he may abide with you forever and I kind of mentioned it there to the church uh, Wednesday night but I thought how far we have come in the church with technology and and how how with computer and and our cell phones and how we can look up Google and I just found out just a little, two or three weeks ago that I can speak a thing or two and I can find a verse in Google that that I it used to take me maybe a week to even find to go look up but I'm afraid that it stopped our knowledge and worship of Almighty God and I thought and it was only God in the funeral. God's blessed us this week. Amen. But only in, in the funeral did I, I recognize and go in to a primitive Baptist church. And uh, I don't understand all of it. Raised maybe primitive Baptist. Amen. My grandpa and granny was primitive Baptist. And they wouldn't let nobody else in. But God opened the door in the primitive Baptist church. And there was one light. And it was backed by 
behind the pulpit. And old blind Bill, I couldn't see to read the scripture. So I just stepped out in the aisle. And this is the way they used to do it. We didn't go by notes. We didn't have no notes. Amen. Even when I first started preaching, I'd just step out and preach. If they got it, they got it. And if they didn't, they didn't. Amen. But glory to God, I found out if you can't see and you can't read, that God can still bless you. You can step out in the aisle and preach if you're called of God. Amen. I thank God for notes. And I got two or three scriptures wrote down. Maybe we'll get to it. And maybe we won't. But I thought about as under the law, amen, they, they went by faith. We'll go back into, maybe into Hebrews 11 and read a little bit about some of those that were in faith. But you think about another comforter, amen, as those boys that were under the law and all they had, amen, was by faith. They didn't, they didn't have the Spirit to speak to them. They didn't have the Holy Ghost to speak to to them, and I thought, have I taken it for granted that God can speak directly to me now? I know God spoke directly to Moses, told him how to lead the children, and I know he spoke to Abraham and told him how to lead the children. But today, honey, another comforter as Jesus walked to earth, and he told them, he said, if I go away, I'll leave you a comfort. Comforter, I'll not leave you comfortless. And how we've taken for granted the comfort of the Holy Spirit of God to speak to us. And when Melody prays a prayer directed to God and a need in her life, God hears that prayer and speaks. And he said, I'll do, do that thing. Back under the law, she could have prayed as long as she wanted to pray, but she couldn't have got through. Amen. Glory to God, because it was a direct line that God opened up through the comforter. And I, I thought about those fellows under the law and and when Jesus was born they just didn't believe it was a Messiah because he was born in a stable because he didn't have no room for him in the end. Glory to God they were expecting a king but it was a king that come in baby's clothing wrapped in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothing lying in a manger wasn't accepted nowhere but he was still the savior of the world. I Jesus come to this earth and walk 33 and a half years to show us the humbleness of Almighty God, to show us the humbleness of Jesus Christ that died on the cross for us, to show us, amen, that he wasn't too good to be born as a baby. He wasn't too good to be walked on. He wasn't too good to be talked about. He wasn't too good to be cast down. I believe he showed us an humble example what you and I needs to be for 33 and a half years that he walked this earth and he on the cross. Amen. He still didn't get mad. He said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what to do. Can I tell you something today? I get aggravated. I get out of heart. 
I get I discouraged. But can I tell you something? I need to stop and say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. The ignorance of mankind is overriding us today. I'm going to tell you, Satan is raging on every hand. But let me tell you something. We have the power of God in us to shut out Satan, to stop Satan from dwelling inside of us, to stop Satan from influencing our mind, influencing our talk, influencing our thoughts. We have power to stop Satan from taking over our life. I wonder what things ain't happened different in my house. But glory to God, I can't quit praying. Because of God, I'm on the side of Jesus. I'm on the winning side. I can't lose. No matter what trouble comes, no matter what falls about, no matter where the pain is, I've got the comforter. I thought some of you... I had spinal meningitis back in 1991. I had a bumping headache 18 days and nights, and God was calling me to pastor Mount Vernon Church, and my headache. You ask Janet, I walked the floors, infection in my brain. I hallucinated. I saw things that wasn't there. And I remember well, I called the deacons and I said, I can't drive. I can't come to you. But come to me and talk to me. Amen. I need a comforter. Amen. I have had all of this that I can handle. Amen. I need a comforter. And all I had to do is tell the deacons if they had vote I said y'all vote and if you vote 75 percent I'll take the church amen that was 31 or two two years ago I said I'll take the church I'll give it everything I've got because I've had all this I can handle I need the comforter amen can I tell you what I'm saying by all of this the hand of God can be taken off of you when you're not obeying God I wouldn't listen to the call of God. And he lifted his hand off of me. And I had pain and agony. Oh, you'll never know. Only I never spent a night in the hospital. They done a spinal tap. Finally found out what I had. I said, I've made it this long. I'm going home. I knew what was wrong with me. It wasn't the spinal meningitis. It was rebellion on God. Amen. A rebellion on God. What's it going to take for God to get us in shape to listen to the voice of Almighty God that we might get another comforter? Can you imagine these fellows that had always walked under the law and they walked for God and they were Jews and they wouldn't let anybody else, they wouldn't let nobody else in. Amen. And there come a man named Jesus amen preaching the gospel and said I am the savior of the world glory to God and then he said when I go away they couldn't believe this and then he said when I go away I will leave another comforter Ooh, glory glory be unto God I got a verse to a scripture in Hebrews I got I gotta get Pray for our throat. It's just, it's just unreal. 
even the spirit of the truth whom the world cannot receive. Listen to that. The spirit of the truth that the world cannot receive. Is there any wonder that the world is in the shape that it's in today? The world has joined up in the church. The world is sitting in the church and we pastors are patting them on the back. Amen. And they ain't never been born again. Amen. Sin is still in their life. And if they die in their sin, hell will be their home. One raised up and said, Bill, you're judging me. You don't have the authority to judge me. I've got the authority to tell you the word of God. Amen. If you've been deceived and think you're born again and are not born again, still fighting and scratching just like you used to, still talking just like you used to, still drinking from the devil's bottle just like you used to, still cheating on your wife or your husband. I'm going to tell you what you need. You need to repent. You need to be in an old-fashioned hall. See if you can't get through to God and let God write your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Bill Hawkins said in 99, he said, I've never drank another drop. I've never smoked another cigarette. What happened? He got born again. He chose the family of God. There's too many. Makes a little shout a profession and never get the whole armor of God. Never have a desire to be in the house of God. And if you die in this shape, hell, hell is going to be your home. That's for my children. That's for my mom. That's for my dad. That's for your people. Honey, we must be born again. Amen. And get another comforter. Amen. You know why we drink liquor? smoke pot and do drugs and smoke cigarettes we think it comforts us I've heard it time and time again that it calms your nerves it's just a counterfeit amen for a short time I know waking up with a hangover your nervous system is tore all to pieces they can tell you that's comfort if they want to oh it's a sick feeling honey you'd give anything if somebody would just pitch you a little bit. Spend all your money. Don't know all you said, all you've done. You've followed the devil. Ooh, glory to God. You know, it's weak, and it breaks my heart. I prayed with a lady. I went to her house, prayed with a lady. I went to the nursing home and prayed with a lady. They found a preacher that would do the funeral at the bar. I ain't a bar preacher, I cannot tell you. Amen. If you want me to preach your funeral, come where I'm at. Amen. But glory to God, if you've lived all your life, I got some insight on that. The Bible said, let the dead bury their dead. Bless God, if they ain't going to get saved, just let the lost bury them. Amen. They ain't no use to go try to preach them into heaven. Let the lost. I've never seen a time when we're wanting to do a graveside service or a little memorial and brag on the people and not have no preached word of God. Avery, you know it's the truth. 
They told me I could just preach. Amen. And they opened the church door and just said, preach. Amen. And bought me some old Baptist water. Amen. To keep me from drying up. Amen. Just preach. It's time that we preach. Hell hot and heaven sweet. Heaven gets a little uh, sweeter every day I walk. A little sweeter. My troubles and my burdens get bigger. Amen. But heaven gets a little bit sweeter. Me and Janet Lee have made up our mind. We're going to try to finish. We're going to try to finish. She don't like me as good as she did 64 years ago, but she's decided to stay. Amen. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. I'm going to tell you, the world can't receive it. Your false profession of faith can't receive it. We've got to have the real thing. Dylan ain't the real thing good. Amen. The real thing is so far above the counterfeit that it's not even worth talking about. Glory to God. Seemeth not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I'm going to tell you. Jesus said, I will not dwell in an unclean temple. If we're still cussing, Jesus ain't in there. I can tell you that. He moved out. He moved out. It ain't his fault you run him out. If you're still acting like, if you're, uh, the things that mean so much to you, amen, is not in the word of God, you ain't got it. You ain't got it. Neighbor, there's too many preaching great sermons with no conviction, no power of God. And we think we've got all understanding of God's holy word. Honey, we want to be tickled behind the ear. We want to be patted on the back. We want to be lifted up. I got news for you, neighbor. 55 years, and I know who saved me. I know what I had when Jesus come into my life. I know who's kept me. I know who's put me together. There's not no pride in my life. I know me. I thank him for everything he's allowed me to have. But neighboring means less to me every day. I know who gave me this message. I know, especially since I've been sick, I know who's been using me. I know who's, who's been giving me the message. It's that another comforter. You know, I preached three times this past week. Visited the nursing home. He played out a grave. Knocked on another door. A boy's down. That's a good time to go to him. When they're down, amen. To sow the little seed, maybe somebody else will go by and water. Maybe somebody else will fertilize it. But neighbor, don't quit. I'm going to tell you, I met a boy in the nursing home this week, 49 years old, been in the nursing home eight years, motorcycle wreck. He said, I love the Lord. He was up more than any church member I see here this morning. He was encouraged. He said, I wrecked in Florida. Mom and Dad, 
lived in Florida. And he said, Mom and Dad found a place in Virginia. And I think they flew him up to Virginia in a nursing home. And he said, it's so much better than Florida. He said, I love Virginia. He wasn't grumbling about being in there. He wasn't grumbling about eight years in the nursing home. He was praising the Lord, praising God for what he'd done for him. An 89-year-old man rolled in a wheelchair, and I said, are you saved? He said, you asked me at the last time he was over here. So his mind a whole lot better than mine. I said, I just want to hear you say it again. He said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, I remember your name. Oh, it's Horton. Now, I remember, yeah. I'll probably ask him again next time Next time I'm over there. It don't hurt my feelings a bit. I praise God, 89. He's saved, and his mind's better than mine. Amen. He could talk better than me, too. He could not talk to me, but he could talk better than me. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me because I live, ye shall live also. So the world ain't seeing Jesus, and I don't see him with my natural eye, but I see him through the eyes of faith, and I feel him through the, the comfort, the, the another comforter that he left here for me and you when he left, and I feel his I know Kenneth, I feel his presence. I know when the presence of Almighty God is there. I thought, I thought Wednesday, I don't know what I'll do. I can't make it. And the presence of Almighty God shook me like the wind in, in the blowing through a tree. Amen. And God opened up and, and touched my memory and my voice and my strength. God done it. I know, I know, I know. The Holy Spirit of God is in me. Can I tell you something today? They'll tell you, you can't know. They'll say, you don't know. I know the Holy Spirit of God is in me. And I know if I hold fast to the unchanging hand of God, I've got a better place to go because it's the promises of Almighty God. Amen. Amen. I ain't walking through this walk of life blind and crippled and not knowing anything. I know I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Glory to God. Let me turn over to let me turn over to Hebrews. Hebrews eleven. I ain't gonna read much here, just a little. <clears throat> he said, But by faith, Abel. He said, By faith, Enoch. I just hit a place or two. He said, by faith, Abraham, amen, by faith he sojourned with Isaac and Jacob. And he said, and Sarah, by faith, when she's done by his age, amen, she had a baby. Glory to God. I won't go to the 13th verse of the 11th chapter. <clears throat> and he said, these also died in faith, not having received the promise. These died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off and was persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were, they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth. And it goes on many uh, other, by faith, amen, we'll not go there. 
But he said they died in faith, having not received the promise. I want to jump down to 39 and 40, and, and let us let us read this. Some of this, I'm going to tell you, it just comes to you in later years. 39th, 1st, 11th chapter of Hebrew. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. But he said they had an insight, they had a foresight that this promise was real. So by faith, they continued on. And he said, God having provided some better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect or complete. So he said, until the whole work was complete. And I thought about uh, the covenants that was made. All of these people just by faith, but they received not the promise. But he jumped into the 40th verse and he said, God having provided some better thing for us, which is Jesus Christ walking the earth and writings of men that walked, literally walked with Jesus. And Jesus promised that when I go away, I will send a another comforter. These fellows didn't get to see that, but they, uh, through the, the eyes of faith, amen, they believed that God would take care of that. I thought about Isaac there that Abraham took up to the slaughter box, had his knife, had the kennel, had the sacrifice. There was Isaac, and God provided a lamb, amen. So God has provided a lamb in many places in our lives. I don't believe anybody's been a Christian for a little while can say they've not seen a miracle, a working of Almighty God. When you see a man like Matthew that was strung out on drugs and run when we pulled up to witness to him, a man is sitting in the house of God, a man that was behind bars, that wouldn't come down, wouldn't wake up, didn't want to talk. There he sits taking in every word of the word of God. It's miracles, some that Satan lied to. Amen. They overcome Satan and are sent back in the house of God. Some that fell by the wayside and looked like they couldn't get up, couldn't walk again, and they're sitting in the house of God today. I've seen miracle after miracle. A man that was going to blow his brains out and God, the Holy Ghost, Oh, the Holy Ghost, power of God, spoke and brought him back. One that they said, I don't believe he'll ever get saved. There he sits in the house of God. Another, they said he'll never quit drinking. There he sits in the house of God. Can I tell you something? We need to get out from under the rock and let people know that our God is a redeemer. That he's still working in our lives. Things are still happening. I told you all that that I had Kay Cochram, Kay, Kay Mays on my mind the last two weeks. And the sister come to me that's working in the nursing home. I'm going to tell you, I didn't even know where Kay was at. Trying to find out where she was at. 
Amen. And you know what? She come up there and told me just a minute ago, right before service. She said, Tay was asking about Bill Sperling. Said, how's Bill Sperling? So God works. God works, church. I want somebody to remember me, Roger. Amen. When I'm down and discouraged, you got a good young you got a good young mind. I want you to remember me. Lift me up to God that I might stand where God would have me to stand. But he said, I'm going to get this 40th verse and I'll go on. God having provided some better thing for us. And what that's saying is insight with Jesus. Those under the law had waited for it. They wanted to see it. They had longed for it, but they didn't get to see it. But here we have seen it, and we've had the writings and the inspiration of God. We've had the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us where they had Jesus walking with them that they could see by sight. But by faith, and the Bible plainly says there that it's impossible to please God without faith. But here we have the Holy Spirit inside of us that we know is real. I can feel my heartbeat. Amen. I know I'm alive. I can feel my heartbeat and I know the promises of God. He said, I'll dwell with you. He said, I'll not leave you. I'll take care of you. That's eternal security. But the bottom line, I've got to keep the commandments of Almighty God. And God will stay in me. The Holy Ghost will stay in me. And when this thing is finally finished up, those that come up under the covenants, come up under Moses, covenant under Abrahamic covenant. They come up under the, all the covenants. Glory to God. All of us are going to come together. Amen. And this thing, ooh, I seen some insight on this thing. Maybe, maybe y'all done got it. But I seen that they had to wait. Amen. They had to wait. Glory to God. Till a few more. It's in Revelation. Till a few more be killed for his name's sake. Amen. And glory to God. Then we're all going to be caught up together that are children of God and so shall we ever be with the Lord Jesus Christ they can't have a family reunion Abraham cannot have a family reunion till Lamar gets there amen till us that have come up under Jesus Christ amen we think we've got everything because God has been so good to us and let his son die that we could have salvation and then give us the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you something. Those old prophets of old that walked in the wilderness, that done without, that slept in tents. Amen. Glory to God. I'm going to tell you, we ain't got nothing on them. We've had it easy. We've had the Holy Ghost dwelling inside of us. I went in in uh, Mount Carmel. I went into one of the tents of the sheep herder. I thought, Lord God, I'm glad I don't have to stay here. I'm glad I don't have to live like this. And it was up, it's up on the side of the mountain. I don't know where his water came from. He hadn't took a bath in a good while. I can tell you that. 
amen, a little fence over here in the side of the tent where the little lambs was. The goats and the lambs was together and another fence over here where the older ones was. Another little fence for those brood stock. Amen. The mamas fixing to have babies took you off a little different way and you couldn't tell the smell of that sheep herder. He invited me. Come on in. And I went in. Amen. You couldn't tell the smell of the sheep herder from the sheep. Amen. It was a stink. A stench, as I guess they call it. It stunk to me. Glory to God. We have had it made. We have had it made. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. We turn up our nose when we go to a nursing home sometimes of that smell. I just need to scrub it. Say, glory to God. I'm glad I can walk out. I can walk out. Hallelujah. God's been good to me. I hope we got that in Hebrew. Man, it just it just stirred my heart. It stirred my heart. I've about got 30 minutes, Janet. You ain't going to chew me out today. Um, let me jump over 24. He that loveth me, not keepeth not my sayings. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. If we don't love the Lord and don't keep his sayings, amen, it's our fault. These things have I spoken to you, being yet present with you. Jesus was still there with them. He said, I spoke this, being present with you. But 26, he said, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you, John three sixteen. No, that ain't what he said. He said he shall teach you all things. You stop for just a minute. You don't have to be smart. Because he said it, he didn't say he's going to send it to smart people, but he's going to send it to people that keep his commandments. And he said it will teach you all things. And I thought, 55 years as a Christian, I know hardly anything of the Bible, but he's still teaching me. He's teaching me what puts the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly and righteously in this present world. That's in Titus 2. It's the word. It's the word of our Almighty God. And he said, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Neighbor, what a, what a great verse in the Word of God. He'll teach us, and some things we forgot, he'll bring back to our remembrance. He'll wake us up, glory to God. Some promises that we made God when we got saved. Stop and think about it. Are you keeping those promises? Are we following God? I, I didn't say a lot of words, but the true meaning of mine, God, if you'll save me out of this 
onto our generation, this drunken stupor that I'm in, this condition that I'm in, I'll serve you. Have I done that? Have I done that? He saved me that instant. He took that blue ribbon that instant. He gave me a new life that instant. And he's daily through the Holy Ghost that dwells in me, that he lived in me. I didn't have to wait six months and go through a special service. God put the Holy Ghost in me to grow and to understand and to add to my faith, knowledge, and virtue, understanding, wisdom. I remember a man named Solomon, he asked. He didn't ask for great wealth. He didn't ask for things for himself, but he asked for knowledge and wisdom that he might rule this great nation, Israel. God said, since you didn't ask things for yourself, he said, I'm going to give you that. And on top of that, I'm going to give you prosperity. I'm going to give you things. Sometimes we ask for ourselves. If we ask for somebody else, God might bless us a little bit more. i got about three or four more verses that I need to read. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Lamentations, Lamentations 1. Lamentations 1, I got two verses. Lamentations probably written by the weeping prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah was an example to us when he saw Jerusalem in trouble, Judea in trouble, and he saw the temple, the, the wealth, the gates and the walls being torn down. Jeremiah's heart was troubled. Jeremiah Weep, amen. In the ninth verse of the first chapter of Lamentations, he said, Her filthiness, let me read eight. Jerusalem hath grievously sinned, therefore she has removed all that honored her, despised her, because they have seen her nakedness. Yea, she sigheth and turneth backward. Is that not happening in America today? A great nation that everybody looked up to. Everybody wanted to be like America. Everybody wanted to come to America. Every foreign nation looked up to us. The American dollar. Neighbor, we have sinned. They've seen our nakedness. They've seen our soreness. I saw... I saw uh, on a TV preaching program, I don't know this for facts, but they said out of Hollywood, every 37 minutes, 24 hours a day, another pornography film is brought out. California, my friend, Hollywood is part of America. Another nasty, filthy film because of greed, because of money. They ain't nobody wants to do that junk. They get on drugs, they get down, they get homeless. Then they start selling themselves. We find it happened in the old Bible. They sold their daughters. They brought them to the stake and burned them. 
in the hands of the false gods. We're about in that shape today. Amen. The incinerators are, are burning our babies at the hospitals. Amen. Think about it. Are we any better than these foreign countries? The ninth verse said, Her filthiness is in her skirts. She remembereth not her last end. She don't remember what the Lord had done for her. Jerusalem don't remember. Therefore she came down wonderfully. She had no comforter. Look at that. Neighbor, she had no comforter. She lost her faith. She turned her back on God. She started hoarding after other gods. She started putting in false prophets in the church. She started following after false gods. They started setting up groves and bringing out multitudes of false gods. Amen. And you see what happened. They remembered not the last end. Therefore, she came down wonderfully. There was no problem to bring her down because she didn't have a comfort. Can I tell you something today? And I, I'm just about to have a running spell. Glory to God. The hardest day that hits my life, if I remember my comforter, if I remember the Lord Jesus Christ that's in me, I begin to gain spiritual muscles. I begin to gain spiritual thoughts, spiritual talk. Let me tell you something. We forget that our Redeemer liveth. I forget sometimes, Larry, hanging around that commode gagging, Bumped in my family, busted up, everything gone away, no control and no comforter. I forget sometimes, ooh, glory to God, that Jesus raised me up and the comforter came into my heart, saved my soul, made me a new creature so I can overcome any obstacle, any sickness, anything that happens in my life if I'll hold, if I'll hold the unchanged hand of God. Amen. I wish I was able, sis, for the glory of God. I'd make a circle around the church. It'd take me about 30 minutes now, so I'll stay with you all. But God has done something for me. He's answered prayer after prayer after prayer. I wish I could, I wish I could just tell you this week what God has done for me. I come into church. Butch come into church down this morning. I seen that when he come in the door right there. Come in down. Last Sunday, I come in down. I, I counted. I shouldn't have done it. I lost my faith. I counted 26 people last Sunday that was out. I thought, Lord God, it's easy for me to preach to 100 than it is five. I looked up here and Kenneth had five sitting on that row. I look back yonder, some I hadn't seen. I don't know when. A visitor over yonder, another over here. I looked at the board. What is that? 117. Busted my hind end. God had blessed me. I doubted. I lost my faith. I forgot about my other comforter. Are you down this morning? Don't forget about your comforter. I got two more verses. I won't quit. I promise you. I got two of the last three, but I got two more. 
He said in the 16th verse of first, first chapter of Lamentation, For these things I weep. Mine eyes. He said, Jeremiah said, Mine eyes, mine eyes runneth down with water. All of you have heard of the mourner's bench, and that's what those are supposed to be. But we don't see nobody on them. Our eyes are not running down with water. Jeremiah's heart, heart was broken that Jerusalem had been taken over. My eyes, my eyes runneth down with water because the comforter that should receive my soul is far from me. My children are desolate because the enemy prevailed. I'm going to tell you who's prevailing at my house. Who rung my doorbell at 6 o'clock this morning? The enemy prevailed. Wakes us up. I've done awake. But we got up. And then phone calls that'll break you down. That makes you forget about another comforter. That Jesus ain't walking with you, but he said, I won't leave you comfortless. I just need to weep and get back up on my feet and be a soldier. Sometimes I go down the road like this. I can't even carry a weapon. I ain't able. I'm beat to death. I need to stand up, say I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I got problems, but I'm a child of God. I've got a promise of a brand new body, a brand new house. Over yonder, and I'll build with hands, eternal in the heavens. Hey, I got a promise of the river of water of life flowing out from under the throne of God. It ain't going to be by faith, and it ain't going to be by the other comforter. It's going to be beside one day when we see that new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. Well, glory to God. That's a promise of the children of God. I've stopped along the way, and I thought, how foolish it is for me to get up every Sunday, preach and cry, snort and slobber, and I can't even talk. I'm going to tell you it's going to be worth it all. It's going to be worth it all. I want him to say, as he said, Timothy said, I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. It's forth there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Turn with me to this. Ecclesiastes, I'll give you a minute, and I'm quitting. I'm quitting. Why are you turning to Ecclesiastes 4? Comfort is just another word for the Holy Ghost. It's consolation, it's joy, it's hope. It's rejoicing, it's cheerfulness. It's relief from distress and pain. Comfort from the oppressor, the depressor. Comforter of the glory to God uh, of the troubles of this whole life, and uh, somebody told me this week if they watched if they watched all of the news and the things that's happening, said it begin to say ugly words. Amen. So let's just don't watch it. Let's just don't watch it. Fourth chapter of Ecclesiastes, and this is my old buddy Solomon. He said, "So I returned." And considered 
all the oppressions that are done under the sun. Oh, Solomon's a smart man. Bob said smarter than anybody ever had been or ever would be. So he done a lot of meditating and considering, figuring out he's going to make the next decision. So I returned and considered all the oppressions that are under the sun. And behold the tears of such as were oppressed, and they had no comforter. And on the side of their oppressors, there was power, but they had no comforter. I'm going to tell you today boldly, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you don't have a comforter. And if you don't have a comforter, it's tears, it's agony, it's trouble, it's breaking you down. Because he said, the oppressors there was power. There's power in our oppressors. Our, our elements today, Satan is prince and power of the air. And there's oppression out of the air that I see, I feel, that I've never known before. And I need the comforter. I would love, I would love to walk with Jesus arm in arm down the aisle. But if I'd done that, me and Mount Vernon Church would be the only one that would see Jesus. But he went away and he said, another comforter. So everybody in this church, everybody in the church up the road, the one down the road, that one laid up in jail or in the hospital, the nursing home, can take the Holy Ghost by faith and walk down the aisle <laughs> with the comforter. Mm. I see needs in our church. I see needs in our nation, our county. I thought Butch told us this morning the county jail is set up for about a Hundred and what? Hundred and forty? Twenty-five? Hundred and twenty-five. Two hundred and nine or ten incarcerated with a hundred and twenty-five beds. And because of government rules, three hundred beds sitting empty. Because of government rules. We don't want the government to rule our church. We don't want education to rule our church. We want that other comforter. And Jesus said, I'll go to the Father, and we three are one, and I'll do whatever you ask. Stand as God speaks to your heart. They need